You're too good to be true. Can't take my eyes off of you. I want to die. <laughs> That's how the show's starting. I'm not yeah. even kidding. I'm just okay. leaving that. <laughs> okay, kid. <laughs> Welcome back, everybody. Hey, yeah, we're, we're not doing the, the intro or anything. No. We took some time. Uh, yeah. And uh, I worried that waiting till Wednesday might be too late, that people might be a little Bruins did out over it. Yeah, but, you know, I think it was the right call because I have a very different set of emotions than I did the past or the prior 48 hours. Uh, Where are you at, my friend? I, I would say I'm a little better. Yeah. I think yesterday was the worst of it for me so far. It might, it might come back. Uh, yesterday I was really struggling. Like I, I walked into the kitchen to make dinner and I just stood in the center of my kitchen, just stared at the wall for about 10 minutes, I think <laughs> in silence. Uh, I, I, I cried a little bit during dinner just like, cause like I haven't, I've been deliberately kind of putting it out of mind. Um, and then I, I, I started talking about it and I was like, nope, not yet. Not yet. Uh, yeah. So I, I think now I, I, every, at the end of every postseason, I try to like focus on positives and not even like about sure. the team. It's like, I have a, so much more free time now. Like I have so much more free time when the season ends that I try to like use it to my advantage. Um, I'm okay. That's something. <laughs> like, I, yeah, I'm, all right. I'm doing all right. Like, I'm not You're like all the positives. Like, there's no hockey on, uh, and that's it. I don't feel emotional attachments to things at the moment. Yeah. It's good. <clears throat> so I don't know about you. I don't have a uh, an episode outline or anything. Certain things I want to no. hit. I figured we would just shoot from the hip, and we'll find everything we want to talk about. Yeah, but I uh, feel like a good place to start is that uh, I listened back to our episode, our last episode, before Game 7. Oh, no. (laughs) We had such a hard time feeling any kind of confidence going into that game. Yeah, we were manufacturing it. Like, it wasn't just there. We were, like, trying to, like, build the sandcastle out of quicksand, basically. Like, there was was a time collapsing in our hands. There's a time when you said to me, like, if you don't have anything positive to say, shut the fuck up. Uh, like yeah, no, and then you kept talking. That's right. Yeah, no, I probably still kept going. Yeah, uh, and I told you when we lost, I was like, I'm gonna need a couple of days. And then every three hours, you would send me another depressing text about the Bruins. Like, I, I, like I woke up, you're like, Rob, the next episode is number 37, and I was like, all right, well, we're off to a good start. That yeah, good like morning, the dude. First sensory <laughs> input of my day. Like, yeah, that that hit me the other night. Um, I mean, do we want to? Should we just uh, say vi- it? Vibe wise, I'm going to say it because I need to say it. The you Boston Bruins. The bo- oh. no, I'm the, I'm, oh. I mean, like literally, better rock here. Like Boston Bruins lost Game Seven. They lost to the Florida Panthers in a series four to three, despite having a three one series lead, despite having a three two lead in a game with less than a minute to go. Uh, it feels despite being weird. Forty two points better in the regular season standings. Despite being the greatest regular season 
team of all time. I'm looking at the puck I bought at game one. Oh, and Jesus. it's like a celebratory Bruins Florida logos on it. And my fucking hubris, my my arrogance, I was like, I can't wait to collect one of these from every round. Little did I know I already did. I I completed the collection immediately. And now I don't want to You gotta keep, keep that. I know I do. It. I know I gotta keep it. Now it's just it's a really depressing keepsake. Now it's like, oh wow. Like I kind of like that though. I don't know why. There's a part of me that's uh, like, yeah, you're supposed to remember these. You know? Yeah. Um I was at game seven also. I was in the building for that. So uh I will say <laughs> before the part where they didn't win the game. Yeah. That was um that was 59 seconds away from being the greatest experience I've ever had at TD Garden. I cannot describe to you the energy that was in that building. It was infectious. I mean, electric is like a really easy go-to word. It, it was just everywhere. You just felt it all around you. I my I was phys- I was shaking like going into the last couple of minutes of that game, knowing you had a one goal lead. You were that close. I my whole I was literally shaking. My hands were shaking. The the tide tur- even that first goal when it was when the Bruins were down two nothing to make it two one. Where like everyone lost their shit. Then the tying goal and then the third goal. Third goal I was purple in the face according to the friend I was there with. And as high as that was, is as low as we sank. When did you know? When did I know they were going to lose? Yeah. <laughs> like, did you have? Did you have to see the goal to know? Mm, like, and did I know they're going to lose before they actually lost? Yeah. No, I, 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 I was ping ponging in my mind, going back and forth, like. For I was imagining like a day or two after this game what each outcome would cause. I was imagining like, can you believe how fucking close they came to dropping it? Like, can you imagine what would happen? Oh, we're not even going to talk about how bad that would be. And then I was imagining like the dejection of just it all slipping through your hands. Uh, but I will say in the game, in the moment, when Verhage was coming around, kind of, I don't know if he had it on his stick around behind the net. When he came around off the boards on his forehand, I looked at my friend. I said, here it is. Really? Yeah. I said, I was like, here it is. And then in. When I close my eyes, I see that puck go in. Because I was where I was standing, if I walked in a straight line, I would be walking across the Bruins goal line. So I saw that puck go straight in. And I close my eyes to see the puck go in. And I see all the Florida Panthers throwing their hands and gloves and sticks in the air. So that's burned in my brain. That probably edged out some other important memory in my mind. It's just there now. I it, memories it, of Uncle Bob or whatever out the window. Yeah. Did you think that there was a like a particular moment that they're like they're not going to get it? Yeah. Um, the the tying goal in the last minute. I, I I was I was you know like everybody else, a puddle. You know I was just dejected yeah. and whatever. And then uh, intermission came. I tried to pick myself up by the bootstraps and go do the right thing, which means smoke a cigarette on the porch. Yes. And so I'm standing out on the porch. I'm not looking at my phone, not playing music. I'm just standing there in the dark, and it was pouring. I was standing there on the porch smoking a cigarette, and I was like, they don't win. They don't win. Like, there's no way that, like, you 
give up a 3-1 series lead and then give up a last-minute one-goal lead just to go into overtime and win it. You don't. And uh, um, then that immediately transitioned into, like, just just follow Bergey. Just watch Bergey. Just enjoy every second of Bergeron. And that's what I did. And glad I did. Uh, which is probably where we should start. Now, I'd start. I mean, we're ten minutes into the show, but Classic. seems like the first analytical thing we should talk about beyond uh, the emotions of "damn, that sucked." Uh, so I'll say I'm glad I thought about it. Be- Sorry, go ahead. No, no, you're good. You're good. I'm glad I thought about it beforehand. That TikTok that I sent you it was like, you know, this could be the end of everything. Edit like that prepared me because uh don't know how I would have felt about watching that that procession of Bergeron hugs and then tears and then uh stick salute to the crowd had I not prepared myself for like this could really be it uh I'll say uh we haven't talked about this at all you and I but I am 100% sure that's it I'm not no no, definitely not. Uh, honestly, based off of the way he's talking about it, I'm not. I wasn't before, and I'm still not. Well, he was saying that uh, he's not in a rush to make the decision. Like he did. The only thing he did say that made me be like, "Ooh," was when he was like, "If this were it, I left everything out there." But other than that, I don't know. I just I he he said that even if they won the cup, he still wasn't certainly going to retire. That's weird. Yeah. So I and like his whole thing. I mean, like I injuries and family alone are enough to retire. Yeah. But he, he has said that like he just didn't want to play beyond his usefulness. And he's a he was just nominated for the twelfth year in a row for the Frank J. Selke Award and is a shoe in to win it for a sixth time. So he's certainly still useful. Yeah. I, I, I'm not, I think he's 50 50. I think Krejci's like 30 70. No, uh, yes to no. If Bergey comes tr- back, I think Krejci comes back. We're in the trust tree here, right? Yes. Don't bring back Krejci. He showed his age a lot more than Bergeron did. That's I don't a, know if it's being way. out of the NHL for a year. I don't know if it's his play style. I don't know if he just. That's it's just the difference between the two guys. I will be a lot. I mean, hot take. I will be a lot more emotionally da- damaged if Bergeron doesn't come back. I mean, I'm. I wouldn't say I'm expecting it. Like I've, I've prepared for it. Krejci not coming back. Be like, oh. Bergeron not coming back is like I'm gonna take the day off work. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's it's something. But that, in like, my mind, in my mind, it's over. I mean, you don't. <clears throat> I remember at the end of um, the the Patriots-Titans game in, uh, what was that, January of 2020, and they lost. I remember being like, this isn't actually Tom Brady's last game as a Patriot. Like, shut up. What are we talking about? And then it was his last game as a Patriot. And then uh, last year, Xander leaving the field, 
in his last game, and he tipped his cap to the fans. And I was like, that's a Justin Case. He's coming back. Come on. Obviously, those are like crazy different situations and like not at all the same thing here. What I'm saying is I I lived in big-time denial. I tried to make a Twitter video saying this, but I started to cry. <laughs> uh, I can't live in the Bergeron denial and then have it hit me like a truck that he's actually gone. I have to accept this one beforehand. It looked like he was saying goodbye. It felt like he was saying goodbye up until this year. I mean, up until this series, all the talk had been, this is Bergie's final year. And it kind of feels like grasping at straws that now that the year is over, people are like, well, it doesn't have to be his last year. Wait, 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 no, we can do one more. When it's like, dude, he, he, didn't say it, but like everybody kind of said it without saying it, that this was it. And, um, the injury, first of all, I'm going to say, I think everybody in the media knew about the injury, knew about the details of the injury and didn't say anything about it out of respect. And, um, I mean, it just shows what, but you know, what kind of guy Bergeron is, that everybody's willing to just like get a scoop and then not do their job because they care about him so much and respect him so much. But uh, I, this sounds a little bit like, you know, whatever word you want to use, I don't know, gloating or whatever. Like we got, we heard that it was his back. You and I knew that it was his back Mm -hmm. and we got some, some of the details about it. And I talked to a friend of mine, he's a medical professional. And I explained like what, what we had been told, right? And they said, that sounds like a herniated disc. And I was like, there's no way he's playing with a herniated disc. Like he, he would like, you could like hurt, hurt yourself for life. Like he's not doing that. And uh, I uh, explained it to my mom who has a herniated disc. And she's like, oh, Joe, he's not, he can't, he couldn't play with a herniated disc. It's like not possible. And I was like, yeah, no, you're right. You're right. And then when it came out that it was that, um, I think that solidified it even more to me that that's, that that's it. I mean, cause that's the kind of injury where you push it and you start to mess up your quality of life and it stops being about your legacy and it starts being about like, can I, you know, run around the beach with my kids and I don't think there's anything more important there's only one thing more important to him than the game and that's family so uh obviously don't know the extent of it and whatever but herniated disc is some it was where it got real enough to me where i was like you can't ask him to come back again you can't and imagine if he did come back and it was a letdown again then what oh he oh one more like we all went into this year saying this was it. He wasn't even guaranteed to come back this year. It's like we can keep playing the one more game, one more game. But I think the idea of like putting him on LTIR or picking him up at like the, the deadline, like it's like I understand the emotional weight that sports carries, but like we got to take a step back and like think about what we're saying there. Cause like that's those aren't realistic things. Bergeron's not going to go stay in NHL shape on his own. No one is. Um, 
obviously he said he hasn't made up his mind. I think that he's telling the truth there. I think if he had made up his mind, he would have just said it. But I agree. I think that th- there's too many factors. If I had to guess which way he leans, I mean, there's just too many, too many things that point to this was it in my mind. Um, I think that he wants to, and he is probably arguing with himself about that. And then it's a matter of where does he land on that? That's my guess. Like trying to find enough like in his heart. Back. Yeah. In his heart, he really wants to, but I think he knows he shouldn't. And then it's a matter of what is stronger. Do you remember that interview where he was talking about uh, his parents finding out about playing with a punctured lung? Did you ever see yeah. that? Yeah. 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 I was thinking about that this week and about how like, you know, that, that same conversation probably happened again. Yeah. Yes. But they're like, Patrice, <coughs> it's your spine. <clears throat> what are you doing? Yeah. <clears throat> and uh, I think this is a kind of a perfect segue into um, the other hot topic because uh, as much as Bergie wanted to play, he doesn't put himself in the lineup. Someone else does that. And there was a conscious decision to put him in. And there was a lot of decisions made in terms of the roster and the lineup uh, that probably should be talked about. Uh, I texted you about this a little bit, and I want to follow it up with something a little more, too. And that's in listening back to our last episode. I don't want to flip-flop from things that we've said. And I listened back, and we, for the most part, throughout this series were mostly in favor of what Jim Montgomery had been doing. The goalie thing and the Bergeron Krejci decisions, we were kind of up in the air on those, but I, I know that Monty's getting a bigger piece of the blame pie than kind of anybody else right now, but I don't want to come in here and, and overestimate how big of a slice he gets. Um, and I think it's important to remember that through six games, we were like, Hey, he'll, he'll do it. I got faith in him. No reason we shouldn't have faith in him. Yeah. I, I also, before we get into any details, I want to add on, uh, I think it's natural when things fall to shit for you to look around and try to figure out who caused it. Um, but I think in doing so there's an implication that there is a cause or that there is like, Oh, there's the leak. Right. It's not. It is many things. And I think you were describing it, it's like a share of the pie. It's anybody who's like, this is why. I'm like, it's this and that and this and this other thing and a little bit of that and probably this. It's there's too many things where if you don't approach it with nuance, it is a pointless conversation. And it is sports radio. <laughs> yeah. They were having a ball. They oh, I'm sure they were. I, I don't even need to listen to know exactly what they were saying about everything. Yeah. Like calling which, people's jobs into question. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. Monty getting the axe. Yeah. I mean, the in my mind, that's a fireable offense. Look, in my mind, that's you, you can't be doing that. It's a lot of that. It's a lot of that voice, that tone, that fucking. I sent, uh, you, a, shit. I sent you a snap. We, t- yeah. we talked about this a little bit. We don't have to get too into it. But someone at work I, was saying. You know, and with no, again, no nuance here. Like they weren't explaining it. This was the extent of their argument. 
if Cassidy were on the bench, they would be in the second round. Was basically all he was saying. Why? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and like I, bef- I, I've been in a really pissy mood. Like I'm like actively getting sick on top of all of this. Um, and I just kind of snapped a little bit and like oh god this is, you say? This, is, this is not a man that like i'm in a position to be snapping at also oh no what'd you say it was okay like it was well received because he like understood and, and like i was right i said if cassie behind the bench bergeron creche debrusque and others would never have been there and they would not have had the season they just did and he was like okay yeah oh that's good that, yeah. that must have felt like uh, instant relief to be like, and, oh, and it wasn't okay, like cool. oh you know I, I actually you know if you were here it was like instant it was like clearly angry it was like mm-hmm. the can you shut the fuck up kind of tone and it, i'm sure that the this fellow was probably thinking like oh sounds like rob knows what he's talking about I'll well just they, leave it there i mean i'm it's not a secret at work that i'm a big bruins guy like they all knew mm-hmm. about like the writing job and everything on top of that but it was uh one of those like ooh got to check myself a little bit um but yeah so that was just like one of those like stop just saying stuff to say stuff like it's yeah like the the idea that jim montgomery could come in coach a team for one year have the the, you know set set win records um you know be up for the jack adams and then lose his job because of some fumbling in the playoffs he's as much of a shoe-in for the jack adams as olmark is for the vesna He's like, yeah. who the so fuck else is winning the Jack Adams this year? Are you kidding? Like, I don't know. It's right. going to be awkward, but it's going to be him. Like, yeah. So, I mean, that's just, those are the, those things are really only being said by guys who talk about the Patriots five days out of five on the radio. And then, you know, got to fill some airtime with hockey. Cause it's the story of the day. Mm-hmm. And uh, God, do I hate that? I'm, I'm kind of a hypocrite in that way where I'm like, hey, talk about hockey more. And then when they talk about hockey, I'm like, not you, though. Get someone who knows what they're doing. Because it's just uh, people talking out of their ass about hockey is worse than not talking about hockey. But um, uh, let's just just break down some of the coaching things, I guess. Are you cool with talking about Yeah, I think we should start with the big one, which is goaltending. Yeah. That's the hot topic. Um, it came out. So obviously, Olmark gets all uh, the first six starts. Swayman gets the seventh. And to immediately go on a tangent, I thought Swayman played so well in game seven. He did. He Especially with the well. amount of rust on him. Yeah, absolutely. Like, which honestly, like, I, I honestly think people were kind of overdoing, though. Like, he's coming in cold. I'm like, it has not been that long. Like, it's it was in basically year, like I mean, an all. How many times did he take like two weeks off during the year or a week? And a I mean, half I'm off? thinking like somewhere around the all-star break probably would have been his amount the longest amount of time. Yeah. Like it's not that long. He didn't go. He did not start for two months. Like it was like two weeks. Like it was not ideal, but like, it, it's, I think people were overdoing it and like w- thinking about it too much and being like, oh, you can't put him in. He hasn't played in two weeks. I'm like, all right, well, it's fine. Like, he's still primed. He, he just played for six fucking months. Like, he's okay. It's not like we're asking him to start without playing over the last two or three months. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I just wanted to say that. I know he had the quote. He said, like, I owe the boys one more save. 
which that broke my heart. Yeah, my dude, that's my dude, that is not on you. Like it's you did everything. Like I, you, yeah. you maybe one of like maybe one of the goals, but like yeah, the first it. one was a little, but it looked like a rusty goal. It looked like but then he made like five speed. or six saves that like kept them in it when they probably shouldn't have still been in it. Like in overtime, he made in overtime the Kachuk breakaway alone. Oh my god, everyone in the building yeah. thought it was over. The moment oh, yeah. you saw 19 on the back, you're like, that's it. Like, not only are they going to win an OT, but a fucking course is going to be Matthew Kachuk. And it wasn't yeah. because of Swayman. Uh, so, yeah, I just wanted to throw in there. I thought he played very well. But as the day. As the day. Linus Homer got the first six starts. It was obvious to those who have watched a lot of Bruins hockey this year and watched a lot of Linus Olmark. That was not his best game. There was something up with him. Like, there, that was there was something going on that wasn't allowing him to play his game and there's been like some ambiguous stuff being like oh he's hurt and then they asked him about it. he's like i'm he's like there, there's hurt and then there's injured i'm not injured i'm hurt it's like what mm-hmm. and it's like I, without even pretending to get into it if you knew he was something was up anything was up whatsoever how do you not how do you not just go to the goalie rotation been doing it all year. You're the first team in NHL history to have two goalies, one with 40 wins, one with 20. How do you not go to the league's fourth best goaltender before game seven? Even game six, even halfway through game five, like at, at any point. I mean, and I hate getting caught up in the shoulda, woulda, coulda game because it's just heartbreaking and it doesn't go anywhere. But that, the decision to not put in Swayman earlier is going to haunt this team for a long time. I think haunt me personally. Like I'm never going to, it's always going to be the what if for the series is what if Swayman got in early. That is like my one. Again, I just said, there's not one thing, but if there were, and if I did have to pick one out and I did have to obsess over one thing, it would be, why did they not put Swayman in? What if they just did the two, two, one, one, one rotation or any, or one, 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 one rotation, any, any rotation at all. And the more angry I get about it, the more I'm like, Montgomery, what the fuck? And then he throws goalie Bob kind of under the bus a little bit. Kind of. That was a little weird. Yeah. So if you didn't see that, they asked Montgomery about the decision to putting keep putting in Olmark. And he said, you'd have to ask Bob Asenza about that. Yeah, Like, bro, you're the head coach. You are like alpha and omega of this team. I understand the amount of trust that you're putting in in goalie Bob, but. No, we, we're asking you. And on top of that, oh, like we should ask goalie Bob, when's his media availability? Is he going to come here and sit in front of us? No, because he's not the head coach. Then I then we're not going to ask him. We're going to ask you because you're in front of the microphone right now and you have a B on your chest. So correct. Uh, so like you like you hinted at, this is all still under the Monty umbrella. And I, I think there's more to be said about goaltending. But just while this is fresh on my mind, I want to get this out there. I think what what the coaching where the coaching flaw was to me boils down to the the roster and the lineup became fluid and changed a lot and the scheming and the strategy remained stagnant and I think those were flip-flopped and I think those are both independently and especially together indicators of panicked coaching. 
That is, oh shit, we got to do something uh, on on both fronts. I think like remaining with your scheme and saying like, no, it'll it'll work. It worked all year, so it'll work now. You know, there's no way somebody found out how to shut down our stretch passes. We'll just keep doing it. And to say, like, oh, it's got to be the personnel. We'll we'll move this person here. We'll we'll change this line mid-fly. We'll create a line that we've never created before. We'll keep Omar in net for six games. Those all feel like the panic of a first-time head coach making it to the playoffs with a heavy favorite who's losing the series lead minute by minute. Uh, and I think that's what um, people are all trying to get at, but I haven't heard it put that way yet because that's what it felt like to me. It felt like panic uh, and and just sloppy, you know, you know, cigarette hanging out of the mouth, you know, running around in the in in the war room with, with a pencil in hand, scribbling shit on the walls. Like that's that's what it felt like to me. Um, and the some of the I'm I'm trying not to go before game six here and just talk seven but some of the some of the lineup decisions in that game I mean the fucking perfection line like the the perfection line played what when was the last time they played together I feel like the perfection line kind of was this fallback that this team like they're like we're going to keep that in our back pocket like it was still in their mind that like this is the end all be all line this is undeniably our best line and not to say it's not an incredible line and hasn't done incredible things for this team it's not the best line that that roster had it's not i don't think it was what they were trying to make it out to be um yeah, I got a lot of feelings. You know what this. it was, uh, bro? You know what it was? This is going to sound like a like I'm trying to put on like a line here, but I'm really not. But I but I kind of am. It felt a lot more like the desperation line. That they yeah. were like like oh shit, like I don't know, put out all our best players. Like, yeah. That's that's not ever the position you should have been in. And I understand like you are in the position you're in and you are in a a winner go home game and you do have to manage the game kind of desperately, you know, in an all out attempt to win. But I think that was all wrong. I think I was surprised that uh, Raycroft was in favor of, of keeping Olmark in for all seven. Emphatically in favor of it. And uh, like I no question, he, keep him in. I remember hearing him say like, I, if he's not in game seven, I would want to hear an explanation as to why. Because he's playing like shit. Is that not enough for you? Like, I don't understand. Like, are you letting in goals games? Like he looks bad. And also like they have been rotating all year and they have another top five goalie in the room who hasn't played yet. I don't, yeah, I, I, I kept thinking about that. that. I'm like, that's one of those, like, I will never understand the game of hockey or the NHL better than Andrew Raycroft. I just can't. Like, Especially they, when I, it comes to goalie no, stuff. Yeah. I mean, oh, my God. Yeah, yeah, dude. Talk about being in your we'll never be Like, I, I just never can. And, like, it, you never – it's so much so that you almost don't even want to, like, question it because you're like, surely I'm missing something. Right, right. Because surely I'm missing something because what the fuck kind of take is that? with what's going on in front of me. Like, no, like, and I respect him. I like everything that he says and does. I 
turned on the radio because I read that he was going to be on the radio the morning after. Do you know what it takes for me to go and drive to the Planet Fitness parking lot and just sit in my car and listen to WEEI? I had my op- you know I had it sorry to interrupt but I forgot to, I had the opportunity to, to address it because I was standing in North Station and Razor just walked in front of me. Uh he uh it was not just him I didn't want to interrupt him who he was with but like I was like it was I was looking at my phone for like 3 straight minutes I just glanced up and as I glanced up it's just like oh shit that's that's Raycroft. I'm like oh hey. Like, you forget yeah. how many people you can just see at North Station. Like people just walk around like it's out and about. Yeah. Yeah. Um yeah, but I, and I, I get a ton of respect for him, but that that one kind of bothered me. I haven't even brought myself to listen to the new Morning Brew yet, which I am always one of the first listeners on that. I have not watched a recap. I have not heard any of Jack's calls. I haven't watched any of it. I have not really gone on the subreddits. Oh, you I haven't was, heard Jack's like overtime call yet? I heard uh, it was like Hindenburg-like explosion. That I've seen in text, but I haven't heard it. I've heard people like, he sounds terrible, like, like emotionally terrible. No, no. I think what's sad is that um, this is a lot of people's first exposure to Jack Edwards this year, people who are not Bruins fans. So a lot of the national fans are like, what the fuck? Is this guy drunk? No. And then a lot of Bruins fans have to come in and be like, hey, shh, 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 shh. hey, Jack, Jack's been a little, uh, we don't know what's up. Something's Jack's this is not so, the time to play the guessing game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it, we all dealt with it a couple months ago. Like we'll catch you up, but hush, hush, don't say it. Yeah. Uh, so I think that might be what they. I mean, Jack, Jack played it well, man. I mean, as as well as you can for for the, the situation. Um, yeah. But I don't. I don't blame you, man. I, I you and I are very different in that regard. I've watched the. Uh, I've watched the game back. So I'm I <laughs> I I, I got a recommendation like Reddit will just send me emails and be like, hey, these are some threads that you might be interested in. And yeah, no, I'm not. <laughs> One of them was from the Panther subreddit and the title was like before the series started, I collected a bunch of screenshots of comments from Bruins fans just in case. Here's the oh, folder. No. And I was like, not a fucking chance. You will have to tie me down and tape my eyes open. No. And it's like shit like that. I'm like, I'm not there yet. Like, I can't believe how national the story is. It, it it's is it, that's the biggest, worst part. It is the biggest hockey story of the year. It's one of the biggest collapses and upsets in sports history. Kind of. That might be a yeah, little no, grand, I know. I don't think that's hyperbole. The elements I mean, a are lot there. of the conversation. Tell, but yeah, it's, a lot of the, the pieces are there. A lot of the um the comps are to the 17 and 0 or uh, 18 and 1 Patriots. 17 and yeah, 1. And what the, is it? Whatever. Gold, it was 18, 18 and 1. And then the Golden yeah. State Warriors. And uh I mean it's not quite the same with the lightning. We didn't get swept. This is embarrassing in its own right. That's the thing. I went from being the proudest Bruins fan to walk this earth to so deeply humiliated and ashamed that the whiplash like was gave me nausea. Like, like I, I even before OT started, I was with my friend. We looked at each other. We were both like, "I'm like, I'm literally, I'm not exaggerating. I'm nauseous. I'm sick. I feel like I need to go throw up." Like I was so unwell. We were so nervous that like the energy got 
sucked out of the building. It felt like someone knocked the wind out of you, but out of your heart instead of your lungs. Yeah. Um, I, this is apropos of nothing. If you don't mind me starting a new segment. Do it. Um, I'm curious if there was a player that disappointed you the most. Because I have oh. one. And before I go, I want to know who yours would be. That's a cute little game. Uh, are you talking in game seven? Or are you talking the whole series? Just say the whole series. And not even necessarily the most. Because mine isn't like the most most. It's just kind of like I expected more from you and you let me down. God, that's tough. I know. I can go first if you want to think about it. Yeah. Garnet Hathaway. Damn. That, that you're right. I, his name didn't come was, to mind. Did at he all. play? Did he play in that series? Did he do was he in the game? Yeah, you know, I think I was, he was so excited. I was so fucking excited for playoff Hathaway. Because regular season Hathaway is a wrecking ball. Like he he hits in the regular season like it's a playoff game. He fights, he hits, he's on it. And he I just did not see from him what I expected to. It, it felt like not only did he not amplify it for the playoffs, it felt like he fell off. It may have been a time and ice thing. It may have been a lot of things, but I just had high hopes for him as that fourth line grinder. This is the series we're gonna need you to be physical. And he wasn't there. This is I'm in no way putting pinning the series on him. That would be insane. But I, I was excited for it, and I didn't see it. Orlov, I wanted that from, and I saw that from Orlov. I thought Orlov had a pretty good series, all things considered. I, I, I was pretty disappointed with Garnet Hathaway's performance. That's a that's a really good answer. Um, <clears throat> I think on a larger scale, I mean, not, not that this is a, a person, but I think I was disappointed in the defense in general. That uh, the one that they're you know the, the giveaways obviously, but also their lack of uh, offensive involvement. There were zero defensive goals in this series in seven games. Not one defenseman scored. Hampus Lindholm has yet to record a point in the playoffs. Hampus, and then uh, I mean Hampus also took that stupid ass. What was that game six? Is that true? Let me double check that. No, yeah, oh, no, the a game. Yeah. Oh, dude, I I I could not believe that. He, I don't uh, think he could believe it. Yeah, I mean, not not his fault, but uh, but still stupid. Um, and it's like it's hard to get on your defense for not being offensively there. But I mean, just as in general, I wanted the 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 defense to be at least somewhat of an offensive threat. God, man, that that's a tough question. I mean. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm stupid. He's yet to record a playoff point with Boston. Yeah, in what? 11? 10 games? 11 games. 11. He had 21 with Anaheim. I forgot Anaheim used to be a playoff team, to be honest. <laughs> their playoff or their cup trout's only, what, three years longer than ours? I don't know. Yeah. It's weird to three think about, four, but yeah, that sounds right. Four. Yeah. Uh, God, I don't even know where I want to go. I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> like, trying to think know. of an answer here. I'm trying to think of an answer to your like who. Yeah. I, I mean, don't, don't have to, I don't have to force it. Like if yeah, you think no, of it, I mean, I'll say this. I'm jump in with it, but I, I'm bummed that Taylor Hall didn't have a bigger impact in Game Seven. Yeah, he, I'm. He didn't get as much time on ice as, as, as I expected. I mean, he got 
what 16 minutes or something i'm bummed apparently and i didn't this wasn't on my radar at all but posternock got injured the first shift of the first game he got hit under the boards i think and he injured his shoulder he got hit and he injured his shoulder that's all i remember with confidence and I, I didn't, I, I don't want to say I didn't notice it because we were all like, hey, pasta, whenever you're ready to start playing pasta hockey, that'd be cool. Yeah. Didn't really consider it to be an injury. I don't think that, again, I don't think anybody really was suspecting that. Um, but he, he said that he was feeling better and expected to be 100% for round two. So it couldn't have been that bad. Um, yeah, that's weird. I, I, I mean, everybody's I, banged up. Everybody's banged up. This is just one of those things. The more we talk about, I feel like you know, it picture. Stick with me for a moment. Bear okay. with me, if you okay. will. You know, like in a movie where like there's like either like time travel or just like alternate timelines. Like think like Back to the Future Two, basically. Okay. Where there's like the shitty timeline that the kid, the protagonist, spends like 15 minutes in in the movie and then fucks off. It feels like we're living in an obscure throwaway timeline right now. Like, this is not the main timeline. This is like, oh, shit, we got stuck with the, oh, what if the literally the worst fucking thing could happen, happened timeline. Yeah. And Donnie it's like, Darko, well, that sucks. Donnie Darko would call it a, a tangent universe. We're not in the primary timeline. Yeah, that's exactly yeah. it. Thank you, Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah. <laughs> he, he wrote that movie at 17. <laughs> That's what, yeah. that's what I tell myself. If that's what I feel, and, and I think Coyle hit the nail on the head. It's like it's like a nightmare. He used the word nightmare, and I'm like, that's what it feels like. It feels like, like when I woke up the next day, I was like, it was like the game five overtime loss, but like I've infinitely worse, obviously. Because when I woke up after that overtime loss, I was like, that really fucking happened, didn't it? Oh my god. All right, whatever. We got two more games. We'll lock it down. But then you wake up and you're like, not only did you just fall to shit and you lost the series to what I would, I don't want to say inferior because there's still a good team. Blah, 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 blah. You lost the series. They are now, an inferior opponent. I, that's, I think that's fair. I think uh, Florida fans would, would agree with you. Honestly, even Florida podcasts I was listening to, they were like, that we just don't have the players they do. They were more cohesive. Um, but we have to wait five more months to watch the Bruins play hockey. That is yeah, what I, I fucking hate that. I have to wait 150 plus days to see the black and gold on the ice again in a meaningful game. I have to have all Fuck this free that. time. I, uh, I hate that there's already conversation on social about running it back and about what next year will look like. And Hey, I have an idea of how we can generate cap space. Here's a trade that I put through the trade machine of what we can get for Omark. Oh, maybe if they sign Bertuzzi, he could take a, a, this kind of deal. And Oh, if they package this guy, I don't know how your brains work, but if you are able to already be thinking about next year, I want to be doing studies on you. I don't know how you're thinking about it. Like, I don't want to. I want. I want to pretend the Bruins don't exist. I want to watch hockey and like watch the the rest of the playoffs, and just 
pretend like, oh man, I wish there was a team in Boston. What? Oh, just point, I, I, I'm wearing a Bruin shirt, which oh, is very unlike oh. me. After. I thought you were like, hey, like the meth bear says that all the time. I was like, what does that have to do? <laughs> I'm wearing what? the meth bear shirt. Not for five dollars. Can you believe that? That is crazy, man. But right. I wish they had a team in Boston because <laughs> that would be, that would be so cool to watch a you hockey get... team around here. I wish a hundred years ago they established a team in Boston. That'd be fun. Yeah, the whole centennial thing is is weird too because it's like, okay, yeah, I don't really want to celebrate the team right now. Yeah, that they're put. I, I wouldn't say they're pushing it because they're not, but they keep bringing it up. They're like, oh, well, we'll see you next year for the centennial. I'm like, can you give me a fucking minute? Okay, Calm before down. I buy your limited oh edition merch. <laughs> I know Jeremy Jacobs is going to shit his pants in excitement about all the new fancy stuff he's going to be able to make money off of. But oh my god, shut the fuck up! Like uh, in in a, a weird I, turn of events. Yes, the MVPs of this year might be. David Pasternak, Linus Hallmark. Sweeney and Neely? Is that great? Like, nobody gave you a better chance to win than them. Somebody, I forget who uh, said this, but I'm definitely ripping off somebody's line here. This is not my own, but, like, they won the offseason. Then they won the, the, um... Like free, free agent market, they oh, yeah. won the trade deadline. Like they made they made one massive blunder, and we all know what it was. Yeah. <laughs> you forget and about that, don't you? I know I do. I heard somebody this week be like, "Maybe this is retribution for the whole Mitch Miller thing," and I was like, "The what? The <laughs> that was three years ago. What are you talking about? Like that was that happened the year I was born. Like I don't know what you're talking about. That feels like forever ago." I don't, but yeah, no, I mean, but he died. <laughs> it's like it's crazy, like that. Like looking at this team, it's like the. It feels so backwards. Like you said it, that it's like this alternate timeline where, like, I want to praise Neely and Sweeney. Yeah, we're in a dark and, timeline for a lot. And of I reasons. want to like the only people to really blame are like the coach who came in and won a ton of games and the players that I love like that, that doesn't seem right No, And they didn't get beat by look credit to Florida, whatever. There's no Florida fans listening to this. I could say whatever I want about that. God awful state state. sucks and you don't deserve happiness. Okay. There you go. Straight up, straight up. Oh my God. You know, what's really funny is uh, right where the, the Panthers arena is uh on one side of it is like the greater metropolitan area of miami that stretches all the way to downtown to the coast and then to cuba and on the other side of that arena is swampland that extends for like miles and miles and miles it is so funny look at it on a map there's just a hard line of like now nah, this is where civilization ends all that is to say uh i've had a lot of time on my hands so just looking at satellite images of Florida. Yeah, <laughs> just wanted to attack. share. That's one of those stories that as you start it, you're like, this isn't going to be <gasps> worth it. Nobody else cares about this as much as I do. Uh, uh yeah, but I'm I guess all of that was to say that I don't uh I'm not looking 
to next year yet. I'm not in let's run it back, boys. I'm not in how do we get Bertuzzi back. I'm not in, oh, can we get a deal for this guy? Not no, the, the nitty gritty of it. Absolutely not. I do like to see the reaction of the guys that like, cause there are a lot, like basically the Bruins like cheated. They didn't cheat, but it felt like they're cheated away into a roster. That's impossibly stacked. And like, we knew that we're like, look, like we are like held together with scotch tape right now. Like you gotta do it. Like, so to see like Bertuzzi express interest in returning Orlov saying how much he's loved to Simon Boston, but literally basically every single person on this team Felino. was like, I, I want Felino Krejci being like, it's Boston or retirement. Like I'm never, I'm not playing anywhere else. I'm not playing in the check again. Like it, it's a little heartening. I'm, I don't think there would be many people being like, no, I don't want to leave the only one Orlov. I think was the only one that was like my, he said my next contract's my last and I think he made a comment about like going back to Washington, which like, yeah. I mean, kind of, I expected Bertuzzi. Well, I don't to think that's what with, he did say. Well, Anderson has the tweet about, Oh, I it. thought he said, no, he said something like the opposite. He mm. said like, he said like, I've had a lot of fun here and look, I didn't hate Washington, but this place is really great or something like that. Something about like loving hockey again or something. Yeah. Like the Boston made him love hockey again. Yeah. Uh, he said, uh, Dmitry Orlov with asterisks around it really loved being in the Bruins room. Quote, not to say Washington was bad, but I love hockey. It was good to have that feeling again. Yeah. So he, yeah, he was uh, expressing love to the, to the city as well. And I mean, it. everybody near the team will tell you that, like they, they were a tight knit group of guys that they, what sucks is like this was the this was this was supposed to be it. This was supposed yeah. to be it. Like we had someone we, gonna... it was whispered in our ear for six months, like you are the favorites. Maybe not six months, because nobody expected this six months ago, but I don't know, last three, four months being like, it's your year. It's up it's yours to lose. Yeah. And then they uh, did the, exactly that. Uh I know you don't want to think friend. about next year, but I, I kind of want to do say well, I, I would say the nitty gritty of like who's doing what, like who's worth what, like don't, I just want to see how it actually plays out and then react to that. Like that's, yeah. I don't, again, I don't love the what if games too much. Um, I, and it's why I will never make it on Boston sports radio that, and I like Boston sports zing need not uh, apply. I think there's still going to be a pretty fucking good team next year. I'll tell you that much. Like I, I, I mean, think, we don't know what the team is. Even even looking at the pieces that are definitely in the back next year, that's still it's a good team to work around. I think the biggest difference is we're going to have a lot of the younger guys come up. I think you're going to see Lysel next year. I think you're going to see Mason. Mason? 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 Lori? Lori? Mason, men. That's what it is. Repenting those rabbits. First name like, of. Like you got Pasternak, you got Lindholm, you got Hall, you got Martian, you got McAvoy, you got Olmark, you got Swayman. You got. You don't know if you have Olmark. Olmark has a no trade clause or no move clause. So he, sure? unless he, yes, like it was. They were shopping. No, they, they were shopping him last year. Mm. They were taking trade. They were taking. Uh, mm. They were listening to trade offers last offseason. I don't know how quickly I can look all this shit up, but um, all right. Well, fuck it. You at least have Swayman. And if you do lose Olmark, you trade Olmark and get a lot of shit back for him. Like he's still the Vesna winner. Like 
I'm not there again. Like I, I'm just saying, I don't want to get the nitty gritty. And now we're doing it. And now we're doing it. I just want to say that, like, I don't share the sentiment that like, this is it. They're about to fall off a fucking cliff. No matter how good, no, no matter what happened this season, they were not going to be the team next year that they were this year. Because this year was, and I use this word lovingly, a bit of a fluke. Maybe not fluke. Fluke implies that you didn't deserve it. It it felt it wasn't like, oh, of course they're the best. It's like it kind of was like, wow, this just came together incredibly well. Like on if you looked at that roster on paper, you'd be like, Yeah, that's a really good team, but you wouldn't be like, Yeah, they're gonna win sixty five games. So next I season, like the, I think you needed a couple career years from some guys to get there and like, you know, obviously adding pieces at the deadline, getting some help with um, you know, L T I R stuff all helped, but I don't think we can deny. I mean, man, there were times we were looking at this roster, looking at third, fourth lines and being like, that'd be a good teams one and two. Mm-hmm. So like, I think nobody picked them at the beginning of the year, but they also weren't this at the beginning of the year. So I don't know. Yeah, no, I, I just want to say that. I was, I'll Go close ahead. my thought. I would say like, I just, I don't share the sentiment that they're going to fall off a cliff. They're not going to be what they were, but I still think they, I would just go as far to say, I think they will be in contention to make a playoff spot next year. I really, I genuinely do. Led by captain Brad Marchand. Uh, I'm, my... I'm ready for that too. Like I, I, I do not get me wrong. I will take Bergeron for as long as he wants to play, mm-hmm. but I do look forward, maybe not look forward, but I will enjoy the time where, Brad Marchand's the captain of the Boston Bruins. And it will be Brad Marchand. It will probably, it will be McAvoy one day, but it will be Marchand before it is McAvoy. I saw some people being like, oh, it's Chuck's next. I'm like, no, he is not. You're not over, you're not leapfrogging Brad Marchand to give it to McAvoy. No. My, uh, just to sulk for a minute more, or 30. Yeah. Uh, We got time. Jared Carabas, noted hockey fan, uh, said that the the or he was like, you know, I feel bad for Bruins fans because uh, you know all year, like you've known that you were getting in the playoffs, like pretty much all year, right? Well, like a month in, maybe is when we were like, hot damn. Usually, know by like the end of November who is probably making the playoffs. Yeah. And then you just had the rest of the year knowing you were number one, knowing you were number one on pace for records, on pace for records, and all you're doing all year is looking forward to the playoffs. There's no drama around whether you get in or not. The whole thing has been like, and wait till we get to the playoffs, and wait till we get to the playoffs, and wait till we get to the cup, wait till we have the parade, wait till this. And then you have no time to enjoy it once the playoffs come. It's just gone, just like that. Uh, this is, uh, I was trying to think of, uh, I mean, I feel stupid even asking this just because it feels radio E and everybody has already talked about it and whatever, but I'm going it's to, our, it's our turn. What's worse. Is this, is this worse than 19? Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. I, I agree to me. I, I mean, I will say to me, yeah. I've been saying that to people to try to contextualize how I've been feeling the last few days. Mm-hmm. 
They got there was, in 19. They got yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. They were they, never supposed to. It, it wasn't it was that they were months. supposed to. We, we had you like, know? what, six to eight weeks of playoff hockey? We got like nearly as much playoff hockey as you possibly can get. You went to game seven of the fourth round. That's so much fucking hockey. I will and, say. And they that, weren't like the favorite in 19. They weren't nope, like, nope. you know, the odds on, like, God, they got to win it this year. They're all they in. They got into the playoffs. pieces are at the end. Yeah. This, is, this is the absolute worst case scenario that could have happened this year. And the worst yeah. time for it to happen, too. Sorry, go ahead. You know, this hurt more than 2013. <laughs> this hurt more than 2019. I will say with 2019, like, it, it was bad enough where, like, I I shut down. Like, and we joke about it, but, like, I could, I recognize in the moment, I'm like, I'm incapable of feeling emotions about this right now. I was catching myself being like, eh, it's a game. Eh, what are you going to do? And, like, as I was saying that, the back of my brain was like, who are you? What are you, what are you, just a fucking game? This is half your personality, you idiot. And like... And then it wasn't like two or three months. It was like, I think like maybe two months later that just one day I was just thinking about it and I, it just hit me like a ton of bricks. I'm like, they fucking lost game seven for the Stanley cup final in Boston. Holy fuck. And it really hit me, but in the moment and like lingering after effects, this is worse to me than 2019 was. I was, I was numb for a bit after this one too, but it was, it was a much shorter, whatever. Like I wish, I wish there was like a, a a live feed of me during that goal because like from thirty seconds into overtime, I just sank back in the couch and I was like, I just was staring through the TV. I was like, just waiting for it, just getting and it like, over with. And like the Swayman save on the breakaway, I was like, oh wow. And then that one that like he almost batted out of the air, I was like, oh damn, thought that was gonna be it. And then when it came, and just just took it on the chin and. uh I, uh, <laughs> uh, not overplaying it here, dude, in all honesty, we, we give a fuck about this team. I, th- I don't think anybody can doubt that about us. I am glad we waited till today, Rob, because this morning I had therapy and it was the first thing that came up when I walked in the door. We talked about sports for a while and about this, uh, you know, parasocial relationship you build uh, with with players and with a team and with self-identifying, and uh, it's the only uh, it's the only thing that just kind of disappears like that. You know, you don't uh, your favorite movie doesn't stop existing. You know, if you're a big fan of a band, that band doesn't just make their music unavailable, but now there's just no hockey games. There's it's just it's just over. Um it's so fast. It's so fast. <laughs> it's so immediate. Like there's no letdown. There's no like I'm gonna put you down now. It's yoink. Yeah. You're done. See you in November. See you in October. I don't know. I don't know what the team's got. Like, we um we plan on doing this show. This bear with me program over the off season. I honestly, you you talked about um, waiting till like things are you know coming out and whatever. I would I would do it consistently just to keep talking, just to have the bees in my life. You know, I would I'm, do. I'm a, not opposed to that. I I don't know about weekly if that's too often, but that's probably too often. Uh, maybe bi weekly. I don't know. 
Yeah, like we can like pick something specific to talk about. Be like, hey, or do you remember like yeah. this game? Have interviews. Or, like, some... oh, that'd be nice. Yeah, yeah, I mean, we can find something to do. Uh, yeah, I, I, I kind of wanted to save this to the end, but we're we're kind of on it now. So I just want to I want to get into it now. Thank you to the listeners very much. So like this, Joe and I, we kind of talked about this in our pilot a little bit, which genuinely feels like it was three years ago. We we talked about like when Joe and I first met, one of the first things that we talked about was that we're like we both are Bruins fans. Like Joe and I were roomed together in college and we met through a Facebook group for incoming freshmen. And we hit it off really quickly. And ten years I, ago, by the way. Holy shit, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. Sunrise, sunset. Uh and I, I went th- when you got the ITM job, I was so damn proud. And I went back to all of our old messages and I think I sent you a few photos of them. And it was something like, Oh, you're a Bruins fan too. This is gonna be awesome. And like even from then, I'm sure we had like one or two conversations where like we should do like a podcast. And then like five four or five years later, like when I was leaving graduate school and like we moved in together, or I moved in mm-hmm. with you, we were like, We should do a podcast. Because we're white guys, and that's half of what white guys say is right. we sh- we should do a podcast. We're nothing if not consistent. We're nothing if not white guys. <laughs> <laughs> you to a fault. <laughs> uh, it, so it was really cool to to get it off the ground, and it it was never like this will this is our bread and butter. It was like this would just be fun. Like this, we basically talk about the Bruins at length. We might as well record it and see if other people wanted to hear us talk about it. And like it's not my day job now, but like it's been a, the reception's been really positive. Like it's been very positive, and it's been very nice. And it's it's this nice little parallel track to something I'm deeply passionate about: is Boston Bruins hockey, and having a medium to talk about it more specifically with someone else. So like you and I have very good chemistry together, and you and I just talk about this anyways. I don't know. I'm kind of rambling here, but I just want to say that like we didn't really have anything specific in mind, but it, it's been a lot of fun so far. And like, I can't wait to keep it going. Like, I, what is I'm already so excited for like episode one next year, next season, being like, yeah. here we go, we're back, baby. Yeah. I, what a season to start. This is going to be a tough one to we, top. Yeah, yeah. That, that we and kinda... a tough one to to beat in the other direction too. There's, I don't know if they'll ever be. A high that high or a low this low? Is that what you texted me that, right? You're like, well, the good news is a loss will <laughs> never hurt this bad ever again. Like, I don't know what could happen in a in, in a loss that could be worse than this. I don't like, know. Unless they counted at one game for all seven somehow and Bergeron like got decapitated. I don't if we got swept, maybe that could have been worse, I think. I but don't know. Is this been. is worse in its own right. Like if we were up three nothing. And then sure, and that's really the only one worse. We were one loss away from it being the the worst possible scenario. Like, yeah, but I don't know. I'm trying to. Man, this is cool. It was cool. It was a good. It was a fun year. Really fun year to start. You seeing the interaction. (laughs) What? Yeah, it was fun. You're just like you're you're yeah. Like yeah, it was so fucking fun. Yeah. Yeah, man. Had a good time. (laughs) Um watching uh the the listenership grow you know watching the numbers grow watching the people start to follow on social watching people interact you know knowing what people like what they don't uh you know what they don't but 
seeing feedback <laughs> seeing and, and interaction, <laughs> you know, getting DMs from people. Like that was all awesome. So uh, we're, we're glad to have you along for the ride. And in seven years, when this is the you know biggest Bruins, maybe that that seems like a little stupid to think it's going to take seven years to be the biggest Bruins podcast in three Let's years say two. Oh, okay. When two, three, two, three years, nice. when this is the yeah. biggest Bruins podcast out there, you can say, I listened from the first season. I was listening during 22, 23, like during the year that blew three, one to Florida. I was there when, you know, before they even had their third host and yeah. people will be like, Whoa, like an OG. So congrats to you guys for being the OGs to the most successful Bruins podcast that doesn't exist yet. Um, now that being said, this, this off season, I think it'd be a lot of fun to get, get you guys, uh, you know, get, get folks more involved, like maybe do some, uh, some voicemails or do uh, some DM episodes. Uh, you know, we, we want you guys uh, involved invo- because I'm sure you guys have stuff to say. So, you know, get in our DMs now if you have stuff to say. In the next episode, we'll, I'm sure we'll just be more commissary and, and shit. And maybe there'll be some news to talk about, but I wouldn't be against just getting together and talking again and doing a little playoff update and seeing, you know, the Panthers beat the Leafs, which is the only correct side of the fence to be on. I'm, I, I decided I'm, in yeah, some I, I, I am okay. Go off, but keep talking about that for a moment before I, I say my thing. Okay, I, I was pretty split on it. I was like, God, it sucks. You can't even root for anybody in that series because fuck Paul Maurice, fuck Matt Kachuk, fuck Radko Gudis, Ryan Lomberg. Like, I can't root for those guys, even if it's against the Leafs. And I want those guys to all lose, but God forbid, I can't see Leafs fans be happy and move on to the set, the third round, go to the conference finals. I can't have that. And then I started watching, and I was like, oh, no, it is way funnier if the Leafs get through the first round and say, oh, hell yeah, we don't even have to face Boston. We get the lowly little Panthers. That's so great. We want Florida. That's great. And then they get beat by the Panthers and take some of the 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 heat off of the Bruins because then – this team of destiny that the Leafs were painted as all dissolves away. And there's also this kind of wink, wink, nudge, nudge to the Leafs where we can go like, hey, see, I told you, like, they're a pretty good team. They're pretty solid. They know how to exploit you, right? Uh, and I, I don't want them to go all the way. By no means do I want Matthew Kachuk's name on the goddamn cup. And Paul Maurice is maybe the whiniest, most insufferable man-child. Craig Berube is still on my shit list for 2019. That is true. I've never seen someone complain their way to a Stanley Cup victory. It is it is just gross to see a coach be like, well, <laughs> we're not getting the kills. Because that's just like not the NHL. Like you like have, no player they, were the says dirtiest, that. they were the dirtiest team out of the 16 that made the playoffs, and it wasn't fucking close. I'm talking about the Blues in 2019. Yeah. I'm clearly not over that either. Imagine what I'm going to be like talking about Florida in 10 years. Oh, my God. I'm going to need a fucking bag to breathe into. I see. I, I, if Florida wins it, that takes so much pressure off us. Be like, see, that, it wasn't yeah. our fault. See, uh, Marshan had a really good quote about them, to be honest. He was, it, I'm going to paraphrase it, but he was like, they were not an eight seed team. They weren't like they were a team that was really injured, like didn't have an opportunity to play to their full potential until the end of the season. Yeah. Which is like kind of like softening the blow for you. 
And like Maurice was kind of sandbagging a little bit. That's a word we keep using a lot now that now that we know how to use it. Uh, but he was basically like there. He said from the series, from playing Boston, they'll be better for another five years. Being like that they were just so good that like they were like long term benefiting from having to play against them for seven games. Um, He's picturing him like rubbing his nipples while saying that. And just like, <laughs> Is that just me? I, I you know, what I'm, I'm super frustrated by. All the fans, you know, the non-Bruins, non-Panthers fans, I guess some Panthers fans saying this, but like no matter what any Bruins fan says, I'm seeing people be met with like, oh, and here come the excuses. Oh, dude, I like, was sh- going to – Wayne Brady was going to have to slap a bitch. Choke a bitch? <laughs> I think it's choke a bitch. I think it's choke a bitch. Wayne Brady was going to have to choke a bitch. Yeah, there was there was the post about Bergeron having a herniated disc, and someone was like, "Oh, here comes the excuses." Like a, a like, medical what diagnosis. The fuck are you ta- what? Like a diagnosis is an excuse now. <laughs> As what if this fuck? is the first time that someone's publicized the injury someone was playing through. <laughs> and also, like, what, oh it's, it's just what you just said made me think of it. Like. As you said, like, oh, that wasn't an eight seed team. I was like, I know that there were people, there are people who'd be like, oh, yep, more excuses. Like, I've seen Boston fans say, like, Boston got in their own way and and they lost the series. And also Florida played great and shut them down and exploited their weaknesses and and played above their pay grade. Correct. You know, and and shout out to Florida for doing that and people being like, wow. Really making excuses. Can't just accept the loss. <laughs> like, what could you <laughs> possibly say? Look, I don't think you can. I don't think there's any. Florida did great. Bruins did bad. Both true. You guys win. That Stop saying that. We embarrassed ourselves and you embarrassed us. Stop also saying that we're not taking it. We're taking it. Okay, there's no combination it. of words you could put on the back of a postcard. That's all I know. What? It, it's there's no comp, no combination of words I gotta put on them. I'm making a reference, Joe. What song is that? I it's Jack Johnson, I assume. No combination of what words is that reference to? Could put a it's a song, yeah, but I don't get it. Why better together? We said, like, what can I say? I don't make oh, me explain oh, oh, my oh. jokes or they're not funny anymore. I didn't understand, dude. Oh, sorry, I'm taking it out of me. <laughs> yeah no i it, it's it's pretty insufferable there was it, i mean this is like we're cherry picking tweets so it's not like the the masses of florida fans are saying right. this shit but. i mean i've kind of seen it on like on reddit on twitter like can you guys just <sighs> you know what's killing oh you know what's killing me what's killing you? and like it 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 was oh it bothers me it's literally Ow. killing you no well eh. uh that's no, my heart disease now, it was in the hockey subreddit after the Bruins lost. Someone's like, oh, footage of TD Garden from game one of them chanting, we want the cup. <laughs> I was like, okay. Another one I saw, bro, was like, like, um, here, like, here's the difference in fan bases. Colorado loses and they get cheers from their fans. Boston loses it in game seven. And they were like, there were boos. There was way more cheers than booze. I was at the fucking game. But first, even if there was booze, you just, yeah, that does that not deserve a boo or two? I'm going to be very honest. 
Yeah. I actively had to stop myself from booing. I didn't you cheer. You have been justified. I did not cheer when I, I feel in retrospect, I regret it because it was Bergeron led the salute. And I was in the moment. I was like, he knows it has to be him because if anyone else started it, they'd be like, fuck off. But it's Bergeron, so I can't. But when he he put his stick up in my heart, I'm like, I, I was like, I'm sorry, Bergeron, but I can't. Like, I, I cannot cheer for this team right now. And that's, I mean, there's a difference in the in the two situations like i can't they're not comparable like I've, I've uh, just because they were the reigning cup champions doesn't mean they were like the favorite like they they were against a good team a better team than the florida panthers they were hurt they had no landis cole mccarr was suspended for one of the games like they oh my god versus just losing mm-hmm. just losing tripping over yourself and shitting your pants on the way down like and and like you said, booed for like a minute, and then when they're saluting, still the let's go Bruins after the final buzzer. Yeah, there was plenty of cheering when they when they did the salute. There was like a lot of people were gone by that point, but when like right when it ended, there was like you know like the lines of people trying to walk down the balcony. Mm-hmm. And like I, I I assumed there was a kid crying because I heard some guy go like, "You can cry in the truck. Keep walking." <laughs> or he was like, you can he was like, wipe your tears in the truck. Keep walking. And I was like, oh boy. There, oh, I saw man. a couple of kids crying. I saw a couple of adults crying. Like, I just, I, it's not a memory I, I like to relive. I really have not been thinking about it, saving it for this episode. Also, you and I have not talked about it yet. We really haven't. No. It took a, it took a lot of me not that I ever really would have to not text you when the goal went in being like, turn it off. But I knew that would not have been a good way to, not that there's a good way to experience that game, but I was like, no, that's don't do that. I just wanted to be like, like it's over. It's it's over. I think I would have been, I would have been stunned if they won. I really honestly going into overtime, I had accepted it already. And I was just waiting for when, you know, it's like, uh, um, you ever watch The Sopranos? Yeah. Yeah, watch it in quarantine. It's like when when Pussy knows that uh that Tony knows that he's been ratting. Oh yeah. And it's like a matter of like just when are, when is he gonna do it? And Tony like invites him out on the boat. Yeah. He's like, Can I sit down, Tony? Can I at least sit down? Yeah, and yeah, and it and yeah, and like there's never a moment of like we know, like they both just they both know what's coming and they both know why he's on the boat. And he says, like, just not in my face, Tony please like that's that's all what like i was sitting there watching like don't let it be kachuk tony don't let it it (laughs) (laughs) i fucking can't i can't let it be him like oh Uh, yeah he's he's a villain for me now fuck him forever i hope one day i can hate respect him because there's a few people i hate respect throughout the league none of them are coming to mind because i don't like to think about them but Oh boy, um, is there any like major stuff? I feel like there's something I'm missing. The Panthers, the Panthers, uh, winning game one in Toronto was funny. It made me feel better. I'll be honest. Mm-hmm. I was like, That's all right, I good. It, it, if Toronto swept Florida, I would have died all over again. Like that would have that would have been the worst case. That scenario. would have been like, wow, these were the guys that gave you trouble, Boston. Right. Like, 
if Toronto fans, yeah, if a week oh. after this loss, Toronto fans were like, uh, that was the team that fucking put up seven games and beat you. Dude, it's, that's it's like it's, the worst case scenario. It's the reversing of Boston and Toronto's fates right now that is also killing me. They finally win a playoff round while we collapse. It's like someone's like they pulled some space jam shit on Boston. Like I don't know what happened, but they cursed them. Oh, it's Boston. Did and then see- like the next day the Celtics lose in the last like what minute of the game too. Yeah. Bob Kraft was not allowed at TD Garden ever again. The okay. following night I watched the end of that and then watched uh Sports Center. And do you want to guess what Sports Center's top story was? What is going on at the TD Garden? I'm like, it's been 24 hours. Can we not do this again? They're like, last night, here's a game seven. Guess what happens? It's like, can we absolutely not? The first day you guys are ever going to cover hockey, it's going to be like, hey, here's your favorite team having the most embarrassing meltdown of all time right in your face. You like that, you fat piece of shit? You eating (laughs) Pizza Hut again, Joe? Another week without the gym, huh? Look at this. Huh? Go for Pizza Hut. Have you had the Detroit style yet? I'm curious about that. It looks delicious. What's, what is Detroit style? Isn't it? It's like, like a crispy it's... pan pizza. It's pan pizza, mm-hmm. but like a square, and then the edges are just very caramelized and crispy, oh, which I right. fucking love. Pro tip: If you like Domino's, get the pan pizza well done. Pretty good barbecue sauce. Light on the barbecue sauce. Mm-hmm. Asiago shave steak. If you ever want to buy, if you ever oh, figure Jesus out where right, bro. If you ever Go figure to... out where I live and want to get me some Domino's, that's my order. Do that not figure crazy. out where I live, please. The Detroit style—that's the one that uh, the sauce is motor oil. Anyway, yeah. you open it; there's just nothing in the box. Because <laughs> <laughs> somebody already stole it. <laughs> Can't have shit. Right? Yeah, Who are you super- rooting for, actually, to like win the cup? Now, do you have a team that you're like, okay, now it's them? Vegas. Yeah, I could have guessed. Yeah. You know what mine is? It's Seattle. Yeah, which I. I think would be I love a- the Kraken, dude. I think they're a really fun team. And Matty Beneers is my pride and joy for some reason. Just nominated I, I, for the Calder, about, which he's, of course, winning. Like, Think about Seattle, Vegas, Toronto, New Jersey. Seattle, Isn't that Vegas. sick? I would love that. Toronto, New Jersey would be a lot of fun. Dude, I'm... T- <laughs> and then the, the Vegas- two expansions on the other side, that's sick. The Vegas Oilers series is going to rock. That's going to be. Yeah, it does. I am going to be proud of myself for a moment. This is the first year since I've started watching hockey that I'm actually continuing to watch playoff games after the Bruins. I think this is the most hockey you've ever watched, right? Like like, without without, the year. Without a doubt in my mind, I've never watched more hockey in a season than I have this season. Like I yeah. actively, like I will watch. I mo. There was a str- like a month and a half, two months, where every night, especially when the Bruins were playing, the Bruins game or whatever East Coast game I was watching would end, and then I would watch a West Coast game. And I've never yeah. done that before. So I, I got the NHL TV or whatever it is, the Centerize, whatever the fuck package, two three years ago, what four years ago now. So that I like my nightly routine was like bees nights, bees nights. Like I would, I would watch every night's game. That was like a, a big part of it for me. Um, buy a Kraken hat. It makes you feel like a real fan to have some some West Coast shit. 
Right? Yeah, that's like I, I it was the coyotes, but like I haven't really kept up with the coyotes in a while. Like um I don't know. It is it, just fun. I, I would love to go to a game. Okay, I would love for us to go to an away game next year. That's a good um fucking and like I don't want to fucking I, I'm dude, not going to the, the traveling fucking, with you. I'm not going I'm not going to the Prudential Center. I'm not going to New Jersey. Oh, you want to go far. I, I want to make it like a trip. Don't go to like, Seattle? I'll fucking I go to saying- Seattle. I don't I want was to supposed fly to go to Seattle. Seattle. You don't want to fly to Seattle, right? I forgot it's you don't fly. Fit. Perfect. So you don't want to go to the closest <laughs> rink, and you don't want to go to one of the farthest rinks. Perfect. All right. What would work for you, Rob? What's good for you? Do you want to learn French? Do you Perhaps want to hitchhike our way to Montreal? That'd be fun. I, dude, I would go to. I really do want to go to the Bell Center at some point. I think I've said this to you, and I don't care how sacrilege this sounds on the future number one Boston Bruins podcast in the world. <laughs> if I went to the Bell Center. I would go undercover and wear red and blue. I would go you undercover. Just want to experience it. I would be a Frenchman for a day. I would, and I, <laughs> I would just blend in. I would be incognito, and I would wear like a fake mustache, and you know, what I'd wear a mustache a on top legs. of this mustache. Yeah. <laughs> Where did you get that? They do not sell that here. <laughs> like we, oui, we, oui, dude. It's covered in poutine. <laughs> <laughs> Or what you think is poutine. The, the poutine's muy bueno. No, I dude, I would go in there black and gold guns blazing. I would I would be the heel. Like clearly I'm not serious, but like I'm enjoying being the lightning rod of my section, being like, oh yeah, if you got any Bruins, they throw it right at me. Like that that seems like it would be a lot of fun. And I trust Montreal fans well enough at the Bell Center where they would know that. And if they want to get mad at me in French, go ahead. I don't know what the fuck you're saying in your fake cursive. <laughs> language like the bastardized version of a cursive language it's it's sighing and cursive that's my favorite comment i've ever heard about the <laughs> french language have you ever heard the french talk about french canadian don't they don't do actually i no i don't think i have it's like borderline unintelligible to them it's like <laughs> it's like imagine it's real language imagine being like like proper british like borderline like royal family trying mm. to speak to like a cajun bayou fisherman oh like, yeah that's that's the disconnect that i've heard people associate with it's like it's a good comparison actually very proper and like um there was a this is slightly different we're just going on a tangent fuck it this is just hanging out if now. you're still with us thanks guys yeah just keep hanging out if you want to but i heard uh this is a little different but i had a french teacher who was from france and we had a kid who came from some French-speaking country in Africa, come to our high school. And he's like, oh, I already speak French. That's why I signed up for French. And she's like, oh, let's hear it. And he spoke a little bit of French. And she very seriously, very sternly went, I do not know what that was, but it was not French. And you will not speak it in my class. That's such a French thing to say. And we were all like, that is a little racist. (laughs) We were all like, that's a little fucked up what you just said there, madame. But and the kid, the poor kid, I remember after class being like, hey, man, fuck her. Right. The French are occupying a strange space where they're one of the last groups of people that we can just all openly shit on. Yeah. No one's ever. Who's coming to the defense of the French? (laughs) Like, no one. Hey, man, watch your fucking mouth. Don't talk about the French like that. And someone, if someone wants to be like, I'm French, I'd be like, so am I, asshole. I'm mostly French. <laughs> like, I'm like yeah, two thirds French Canadian, and I hate just, it. Like, 
the sentence I've never heard said before is like, hey, man, watch your fucking. Don't talk about the French like that. It's fucked up. <laughs> It'd be a good skit. Like, that's how funny <laughs> the idea of someone doing it. Hey, no. Like, don't talk like, about the French like mad. that. <laughs> uh, anyway, where do you want to go see a game next year? Honestly, Seattle would be cool. I would love to. I, I'm I was going to go to Seattle this year. Arena. Let's push it back to next year. It's so cool. It's subterranean. That's awesome. I would love. What does that walk. mean? You don't know. Have we not talked about this? I thought we talked oh, about oh, it. Oh, climate pledge. It's not really. It's just kind of like in the side of a hill. Well, that, I mean, regardless, it's, it's still kind of walk in and you're at the balcony and you walk down. That's kind of cool to me. I don't know why. I'm just it's cool not having to climb up 40 flights of stairs to get to my seats like I do at TD Garden. Dude, that's how Dodger Stadium is like Dodger Stadium. You like you walk up a hill to get there. And then when you get through the gate, you look down. The field is below you. And then beyond that is like the Hollywood Hills and like the Hollywood sign. It's kind of sick. And like the That's trek cool. up there sucks. And then you finally get through and you look down. And you're like, oh, this was so worth it. That's pretty cool. So, um, no, yeah, I, it's, it looks cool. It looks like a, a great arena. I mean, everybody. Dude, uh, no, we, we got to go to Vegas, right? I've I've never been. I mean, like I am not the guy to go to vegas for vegas's sake like i i got into sports gambling perhaps too much yeah like i'm not a casino i've literally never been to a casino that's how much i'm not a casino guy yeah i would go tonight alone (laughs) (laughs) that's actually my plan for tonight is to go to the casino 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 yeah we're different folks you and i yeah, yeah, yeah. You're from Manchester. I'm from Nashua. I tell people from Nashua, they're like, "Oh, you're just from Boston." I'm like, "That's no. not the same." In like a global perspective, sure. Like, if you were in Spain and someone said, "Where in America are you from?" You like say near Boston. Boston. Yeah, yeah. When I even when I was in a like out west, I was like in Alaska, and I'll never forget it. Someone's like, "Where are you from?" Like New Hampshire, and they're like, "Where is that?" And we're like New England, and they're like, "Where is that?" Oh I'm like, God. we're near Boston. And they're like, oh, okay. Like, and I also, I was like 13. I went out west and people were like, like, oh, you're from, are you from Boston? I'm like, no. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm from Nashville. It's near Boston. Like, oh my God. Say, park the car in Harvard Yard. Park the car in Harvard Yard. Like, oh, I heard it. I'm like, no, you didn't. No. Like, I, I, I don't have any semblance of any accent like like i know everyone if, if you're hearing that and you think i do please tell me what accent i have because i don't know if i have one like i don't think so i don't think there's no word that i'm like oh i say that a little differently there must be and of course everyone's blind to it like if australian people don't think they have an accent then no one can tell they have an accent but I, I I was like, no, you didn't. I don't. My dad has the like a North End accent. Like, mm-hmm. I'm like, you're from Nashua. You've lived in Nashua your whole life. Like, where did this come from? No one else in our family has this accent <laughs> besides you. Like, my dad the other day. Uh, I'll I'll save that. It's not that it's not hockey adjacent enough. It's just a, a long, long yeah. Oh, because the it. last twenty minutes have been purely yeah. around hockey. Well, it's a, it's a it's getting more baseball. I just don't need to. I I feel guilty every time I bring baseball into the show, but um, and it is your job. I went to uh, when I was in um, Texas. I uh, there were two instances in which there was one where a guy um, asked where I was from. I said New Hampshire, right? 
And he's like, is that a state? And I said, yeah, it is. Sure so from that is. point forward, I was like, oh, okay. I say, I say Boston now, right? So, uh, and then this this girl was at was at a wedding, was at a reception. She's like, oh, you're you're one of Connor's friends. Where where are you from? And I was like, Boston. And this guy was like, no way, I'm from Brighton. Where are you from? Like, and oh, I was shit. like, Manchester, New Hampshire. <laughs> What part of Boston are you from? Manchester, New Hampshire. I'm, you know the part of Boston that's an hour away in a different state? Yeah. <laughs> I'm, in, I'm in the suburb, suburb, suburb. I'm from yeah, Florida. It's so fucked. Uh, yeah, it's just like, I don't know. I think, the, I think the main move is you just, once you're outside of New England, you just say Boston. Yeah, it's just easier. For Southern New Hampshire. And then if someone says where, you're like, well, technically I'm in Southern New Hampshire, but I just Anyway, where are we trying to go? So Vegas, I don't know. If we were going to Vegas, I wouldn't want to go for a hockey game. I'd want to go for Vegas. And if we're going to Seattle, I would want to, I would, I would, I would go to Seattle. We should, you know what is the, is the schedule out? The schedule is definitely not out, right? The schedule's now. No, that's months away. Like that would be a good idea. Like we'll do a poll. Be like, you guys tell us where we're going. Like, like, oh, I love that. Yeah. That'd be fun. Do like a poll. Like what game, where should we go? And just like take the weekend or like we'll we'll be like, hey, these are like eight weekend games we could realistically plan out, like pick which one. I love that. Also, uh more off season stuff. We uh we have a bit of a rebrand in the process. Yeah, we got bought out by ESPN. <laughs> no, but... uh brought to, are we allowed to jokingly do ad reads for for companies that don't sponsor us without getting in trouble? Do they have to? Oh yeah, I was gonna say. It's. I think if you keep it to companies that don't exist, we are okay. with generic sports book. Uh, spend GSB? all your money. Yes, GSP. Uh, spend all your money on sports betting, uh, knowing you will not make it back, no matter what you think. Also, here's a number you can call if that's a problem for you. Thank <laughs> isn't you for GSB, supporting. Isn't GSB like? Sounds like a disease. I was gonna say, isn't it that amnesiac? Isn't it a drug? Isn't it like a predatory drug? Uh, I Stanford Graduate School of Business is the first thing that comes up, which doesn't make sense. Stanford? Because that'd be S-G-S-O-B. Stanford, figure it out. Anyway, that's... Yeah, we're, we're, we we're have gonna a bit have of a little, rebrand coming. Yeah, you'll see. We're just gonna... We're gonna look prettier, and we're gonna, you know, yeah. whatever. But part of the, the help that we need from you guys is sharing the show. Share the show with friends. And, yes. Um, you know, get more people on board, and and help share the show. It helps us out and also just grows the community and makes this a lot more fun to do. You know, more people that are listening, more people that are interacting, the more fun the show becomes. So I hope you guys had somewhat of a, of a little taste of fun, even though this was uh can you say that with a little less enthusiasm, please? I think you're overdoing it. All right, good. That's <laughs> I got what I asked for. <laughs> Hope silent. you guys have it's fun. There. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm gonna be okay. I don't know about you. I'm gonna be okay. I'm gonna be okay. It's it. It's this is like one of those like. I know I'm gonna be okay, and it's okay that I'm currently not okay. I got a text. Let me tell you, there are very few people in my life who care about sports as much as myself. Right? You you are one of them. Right. And uh, but majority of my friends like don't like sports. We'll watch sports with me, watch a game. But like you know, 
if I have, you know, a buddy come over and, and, you know, watch the Sox, he's going to sit down and be like, how are the Sox this year? Like what's, what's been going on? I've mm-hmm. only caught a couple games and I'll give him, you know, the, the little catch up or, you know, whatever. Um, I, 20 minutes after the final buzzer, I got a text from Steve, Steve Peralt, my good pal. And it said, sorry, Joe. And I couldn't comprehend that he was being serious. So my brain, the auto, (laughs) (laughs) the auto response was like, like he's being a dick. And I typed, fuck you. (laughs) (laughs) And I went to hit send and it hit me. I was like, wait, I think, I think Steve's just one of the few people in my life who like cares as much (laughs) as I do. That's authentic. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine like he he didn't even think to question that you question his authenticity. So he's like, sorry, man. Fuck you. <laughs> like, fuck you. This is your fucking fault. That that did actually happen to me. Uh, not last year, but the year before when we lost to the Islanders. My sister texted me. My sister does not give a shit about sports. Like she knows I very much do. Like very much care about the Bruins. And she texted something along the lines of like, like, oh, like something deeply sarcastic, like, oh. like a oh, way to go boys or like way to go Bruins. And my only response was, fuck you. Like, <laughs> like in a way that yeah. you can only talk to your sibling. So I, I, Dude, th- I, I, I get I, that. Like, I hate that. That's just like accepted, you know, that you the shit on like, people who care about sports. Yeah. And like, let me enjoy things, okay? Let me tell you, I went on a I, I went on a few dates with a gal, okay? This is a little peek behind the curtain. I like girls. And uh, this this girl says, I said something about, like, oh, you should come on over to, like, I forget the, the, the context of it. But I was like, oh, you should come over this day and whatever. Like, the game will be on, but, like, we can hang out. And she was like, oh, yay, baseball. Yeah. And... I wanted to be like, I was, uh, this is a little fucked up. This is, I would not like recommend doing this. This is why I'm not like in a relationship, but <laughs> I, in my head, I'm like, I'm going to wait till like, you just like offer something to me. Like, Hey, like we should go to a concert and see that band. Like, I really like Morgan Wallen or whoever, like, we, let's go see Morgan Wallen. And I'll do that shit to like something you like, just be like, Oh, cool. That sounds awesome. Like music. You fucking idiot. <laughs> like who, like, why can you do that to sport? Like, it's so I don't know. I think it's because it was so popular and so mainstream yeah. and so and the sports fandom was shitty to the other fandoms. Yeah. So it's like now we need to be butt down for a little bit. Yeah, it's like I Although don't know I'm, if that needs to be the case. Because no. like I was I was a theater kid with during those times and I got shit on. Now I'm over on Me this too. side of the fence and now I'm getting shit on. It's like, wait, guys. Can we just I don't know. Just stop just let people like things. Oh my god. I can't imagine somebody like somebody saying to me like, Oh, I'm going to, you know, going to Broadway. I'm going to go see Hamilton and being like, Oh, ooh, theater. I hope they win the play. Like, it's so rude. It's so fucking rude. Yeah. That's fuck yourself. I just, uh, I'm trying to get mad at anybody and everybody around me today. Uh, opposite end of the spectrum there. I will yeah. say, uh, I did have a lot of people very sincerely reach out to me. The, the my favorite ones were the like I had a buddy who just said love you man, beautiful. And I'm like like we don't need to talk about it like we and like he he John if you're listening it's you appreciate you buddy, uh like we're both in that like 
I we knew each other's headspaces immediately. We, we we were in the exact same place. Like we don't need to discuss it. We don't need to check in. We'd be like, I know exactly how you're feeling. You know exactly how I'm feeling. Just need to like love you, man. And I was like, that was the best text I got. I was like, I, th- thank you. That was perfect. I I, I, I don't know. Back. I don't remember our texts after the game. I blacked out a little. bit. I just texted you, Joe. <laughs> That's like all I texted you. Yeah. Because I I and I waited uh, what I thought would be long enough where I wouldn't spoil anything. No, it was a while. It, uh, you didn't spoil anything. Oh, man. Yeah. I don't think we talked about it much. Uh, it, oh, I didn't even tell the story about how the rest of my night went. Oh, which yeah. Is just, oh, it's it's got to be told. I wish I brought this up earlier. So <laughs> I, I have a habit of I, I typically like to drive in to Sullivan Square and then take the take the tea into the garden. That's usually how I go to games. I find it's the best. It's like a 20 minute drive each way for me. Pretty cheap. Just best for me. But when I know I'm going to be drinking or if I just don't feel like doing that, I will Uber to the garden. And then after the game, I will walk from the garden to Boston Common and then I will Uber from there because it's typically cheaper because you're further away from the garden. Enough time will have passed. Not a lot, but enough time where it's like the surge tends to die down. So it's usually it's like twenty five dollar, twenty to twenty five dollars usually and like on a good night to get me home. And if you try to Uber right from the garden, it's like 80 bucks. It's like stupid. So I walked to the commons. And I open up my phone. And first of all, I walk out of the tea garden, pouring rain, pouring rain. Like it could have been been worse, but it was pouring rain. I don't have anything to cover my head other than my hat. Like I'm just wearing my Bergeron jersey. I'm like, yeah, this is about right. Like I'm almost like reveling the fact that I get to be rained on. I'm like, yes, perfect. Let me feel worse. So I take. I mean, if you'd walked outside, yes, sun is shining, butterflies everywhere. I would have flipped off the sun been like, fuck off. Sunshine, go away today. Don't feel quite like dancing. There's another song reference for you. I'm full of them. Gun to your fucking head. Who sings that song? Uh, John Edwards. Wow. That is that is crazy. Yeah, it's Jonathan Edwards, but I'll, we'll, our judges oh, will Oh, fuck off. That. Yeah. Don't, don't tell me I don't know my Jonathan Edwards. All right, moving on. Uh, get to the comments. Pull up the app. Also, I can't really use my phone because it's pouring rain. So I have my rally towel covering my phone, like a little tent, which also made me sad. And it was still $70. And I was like, oh, shit. So I did what you and I did. And I walked even further. Like, I walked in the direction where the car would be taking me. I was like, I'll kill more time. Get further away. I walk all the way down there, even more soaked. Try to call an Uber. $60. I was like, you got to be fucking kidding me. My poor girlfriend. She was very sick and, like, very tired. And she was like, I'm wide awake. I can come get you. And I was like, no, no, no. Like both in the like, you should not have to do that. And like, no, this is perfect. Let everything fall to shit for me, please. I noticed my phone is on. Oh, I have to get in an accident tonight. Yeah, right. My phone's on 6%. Like I'm, I'm struggling. I end up having to call a $55 Uber. And the first three either cancel on me or this one guy was just sit, apparently fell asleep at the wheel at a red light because his car didn't move for 10 minutes. <laughs> so I'm getting even more rained on in the meantime. Finally got one, p- picks me up, get in the car, and I and I get terribly car sick. So I'm getting car sick. I'm in the back. It's pouring rain. I'm soaking wet. And nothing else matters by Metallica is playing on the radio. 
And I'm like, can you just drive me off the fucking bridge? <laughs> like, like, like uh, this, this is too much. Like, this is too much. And then yeah, I it's just melancholy, bro. I found, I found, uh, I found our texts, by the way. Oh, okay, good. I, I just sent it to me. The, the first oh, okay. text after the goal. <laughs> you said, gonna need some time before the episode, dude. Not really in a rush to record. And I just sent you two pictures of Bursey hugging Krejci. And you said, not what I need at the moment, my guy. <laughs> I responded, if I saw it, you have to. Yeah, that was the first instance I'm like, hey, Joe, please allow, give me some time and space. And you're like, I get that. And you're like shoving a photo of crying Bergeron <laughs> in my face. I'm like, dude, like, like can I have crab, a second? Crabs like, no. in a bucket right now, like not letting me crawl out, like just dragging me back down. Like, uh, but you're like, you, we've said it before on here, dude. Like, it's kind of nice to just wallow in it. I like to wallow in it. I was looking for, uh, uh what is it? Misery loves company. Is that the phrase? Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was looking for some company. I was like, hey, man, I'm miserable. Okay. You want to look at this, uh, shot of Bergeron just fucking crying? Bergeron fucking. <laughs> yeah, look at the shot of Bergeron <laughs> fucking. I said I wanted to be in a bad mood, Joe. <laughs> Uh, the next day I went to the gym and I set eight personal records because I was so detached. I was just, I was on the treadmill. I didn't blink for 10 minutes. I was just staring at a rock outside. And it was just, I was like, I should go home. This isn't good. Like, Yeah. Rob. Joe. I do. I do feel a little better. I do too. After this conversation, this was Me nice. Too. So it's important to to drag us back down and remember that. No, god damn it! <laughs> yeah. Like, it's a fucking dick. Like, uh, I had a lot of fun this season, and too. in the future, we're not going to be able to look back at this year. It does sully the whole thing. Dude, which, god, I'm with Pete on that one. Tell you that yes. much. That is absolutely. I mean, the season's in the garbage can. You can never say, "Oh, but 22-23 was so fun." No. Because I, I immediately followed with, yeah, how'd that year end? Uh, <laughs> like, like, yeah, we'll how often do you hear about the Lightning fans bragging about 2018 19? That does literally never, literally never. So I just want to take this opportunity because it's the last time we're going to say it. Mm-hmm. It's a really fun year aside from the last week. Yeah, if you put the brackets just around the regular season, I don't think we're ever going to have more fun. It was and, a great time. And then personally, it's it, it couldn't have been a bigger year for me. It was my first year with season tickets. Mm-hmm. We started the podcast, and I got my first like jab at being a legitimate Boston Bruins beat writer. Yeah, you were in the locker room. I was in the locker room. That I, I, I couldn't have asked more for this season with the brackets around, being around the regular season. And I paid dearly for how fun it was, as we all are. It's like, we, it's like we, it's, you know what it is? You know what this is? It's somebody made a wish with a genie for the Bruins to be the best team this year. And then the genie just did that classic, you know how genies are. Yeah. Where he was like, okay, I'll, I'll you know, monkey paw curls, like, I'll grant your wish. You'll get the, be, you'll be the best. You're going to have the best season all your life. It's going to fall of shit. But it's like, whoever made the wish with the genie, you were not specific enough. And I blame you. Fuck Montgomery. I yeah, because you, you should know specific. you should know how genies work by now, you know? Yeah. I feel like I'm like, you know how genies are? Like, I feel like I should be a stand-up. What's the deal with genies? Like, 
I, I saw this clip of Seinfeld today, and the clip starts with him going, "I love jokes. I love jokes." <laughs> oh, dude, I it, what the fuck it, is this? Do you ever like have friends that like have uh, either hobbies or just something they no. really love, and you just feel like you like you know it about them, but you feel like you've never experienced it. Be like, are you lying? Like, I feel like I made I conjure that up about you. It's like my fan fiction. Like what? You and Seinfeld. What do you mean? Don't don't you love Seinfeld? Yeah. I've never watched an episode with you. We've never discussed Seinfeld at length ever in 10 years of knowing each other. Yeah. You've talked to me more about Everything Loves Raymond than you've ever talked to me about Seinfeld. I bought you a book <laughs> for Seinfeld yeah. for Christmas one year. Yeah, Seinfeld, yeah. Yeah. Correct. I've read it. And that yeah. is the mo that's it. That was the extent of us ever discussing Seinfeld. That's it. Yeah, we've both watched every episode. Don't I speak asked about if it you, have, you bring up The Simpsons like every time we speak, and every time you do it, I go, "Yeah, I've never watched an episode." But I oh, yesterday I actually was kicking myself. I watch The Simpsons most days lately. I, I go through phases with it. It's just so good. You've have you like straight up never seen The Simpsons? I uh, have you Disney seen the bait? Have you seen it? the softball episode? That's the one I'm gonna try and reference. No. You should. I really. I would like to. We'll. I'll save it for him with you. You and I are going to watch Homer at the Bat, which is the name of the episode, and we're going to watch Puss in Boots: The Last Wish. I saw it Dude, on Twitter. I'm, you saw the movie on Twitter. You saw the you, whole. Fucking do you not? Movie do you time. follow those accounts that just post the whole movie? Was it legitimately the whole movie? Yeah. Like, did you watch? Sit and watch a whole movie through a Twitter video? Not the whole movie. I watched like ten minutes, but. Yeah, if you ever want to watch a movie, go on Twitter and type in "fuck it," then the movie title. All one word. No, just. I think that's what it is. I think it's "fuck it," blank like "fuck it" B movie. Like people will just post the whole movie as just a Twitter video. I think they like you have to do some hacking to do that, but. Something went wrong. I can see that it used to be here. You sound unimpressed, and that worries me. About and also, fuck you if you only watch ten minutes. You did not get to the best parts of that movie. So no, I didn't. Here, here's the. I, here, I'm holding said. you a gunpoint and making you watch that movie. Just, any listeners who are still tuned in right now and have seen <laughs> Puss in Boots: The Last Wish and would like to back me up, or even tell me I'm wrong, any feedback would be nice. Uh. Going back to my original point about The Simpsons, the episode basically is there's a softball game that Mr. Burns has a ton of money on for the company team. So he hires at the time the nine best baseball players in the world or like some of them. So it's like Roger Clemens, Wade Boggs, Steve Sachs, Daryl Strawberry, Ozzie Smith. And I I was like, oh, that would have been a fun thing for you to bring up with Wade Boggs. I thought. Would have. Would have. And this is a good episode. It's 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 a, one of my favorites, actually. Wade Boggs is a very funny dude. Wade Boggs is alive. Don't joke about things like that, Rob. <laughs> it's gonna be really. I don't want to say it's gonna be awkward when he does die. <laughs> people are like, can we? Still I think people say will be joke? like, uh, I think people I will be like, uh, yeah, we know he's dead. Alive or dead, Wade Boggs. <laughs> I think everybody already knew he was dead. Thanks. <laughs> like he's been dead for decades. I believe he seems like a cool guy. Yeah, he was man. saying that like people come up to him and say like "rest in peace" to his <laughs> face, which is really fucking weird. <laughs> oh, that, that's good. Um, 
Do you have anything else? I feel like we're, we've been rambling for about 45 minutes of this. Yeah, point. No, it started with good. pizza. It started with the Pizza Hut. That's where this all went off the rails. Um, yeah, no, I'm, I am going to go to the casino. There's a there's a fun socks game on if you want to watch that. I would actually, actually yeah, I, I got some money on it. I want to get Do you your know live the whole reaction. Manoa Verdugo thing. Oh, god, it's kind of no. exciting. This, no, did they said beef? Yeah, I got beef. Well, that's like fun. Toronto's Toronto's pitcher and Verdugo got some beef. They just like hit him, kiss him, no, right? Uh, Manoa like flexed on Bobby Dahlbeck and Frenchie Cordero last year, and then before or at the beginning of the season, Verdugo was like just criticizing him and was like. This guy does it all wrong. There's no need for that shit. He pulls like, I don't like that shit. Interesting. And then Manoa, in response, said, look at me. I'm 300 pounds. I'm a big, fat baby. Look at me. I'm huge. I'm overweight, and I'm out of breath all the time. That's what he said back. So, Oh, my God. Yeah. <clears throat> Something like that. That's what I hear when he speaks. That's fun. Yeah. Oh, I, took a, <clears throat> I took a stupid bet. I don't even want to tell you. I'm not proud of this one. Was I would tell you anyway. Hit total shit. It was a five dollar bet. Let me start. Start there. Is it a twelve leg parlay to make one hundred eight thousand dollars? It was a four leg parlay. Yeah, to make one hundred twelve dollars. It's a okay. Plus I'm sure it's going to hit forty nine. Verdugo. These are all for two bases. Okay. Verdugo, Wong, Duran, Yoshida. If you're still listening I mean, those to are this, the- you are a super fan. Honestly. <laughs> I mean, thanks, I listen. TA, like, <laughs> listen. This is this is as much for us than anybody else. Much more for us than anybody else, honestly. So, yeah. This is just if you want to get your mind off of the. Who cares? Uh, but those are actually pretty good picks. Those are yeah, good it picks. felt weird the odds being that high. I was like, I'm missing something to the point where I'm like, I probably shouldn't make the bet, but I did. That's fine. Yeah. Uh. Yeah, I mean, I said before, I want to say it again. Thank you. Thank you to everybody again. Like, this has been a lot of fun. It's been like cool because, like, the, you know, the likes and retweets are awesome and like replies are cool. But what's been like, like stuff like uh, people plugging us has been awesome. Like, that's been really cool being like, you should listen to to Bear With Me. I was like, oh my God, that's me. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. That's that, 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 that gets the serotonin firing. Like, that's, I would like to live in that moment. So thank you for all that. And we we're really excited to like, we, we, we don't want it to stagnate in the off season. Like we would like to, like you said, like kind of keep going a little bit, like enough. We don't want you to forget about us. And then it would be cool to have momentum going into like even the preseason or even like cool off season stuff. But it might be fun to do like a recap of like the finals or if we're into that, if it's a cool enough series, but until then we just wanted you to have a, a little bit of a, group therapy session and an opportunity to maybe take your mind off it for a little bit. Man, I really wish that uh, there was just any kind of a uh, off season calendar, but Nothing. I'm not seeing one. Yeah, we're, we're waiting. Yeah. I'm just not seeing one at all. This time last year, there's a, t- okay. How would there possibly it? be a calendar yet? Because th- things like this Monday, May 8th is the draft. Okay. So that's, that's Wait, this upcoming what? Monday. Wait, whoa, whoa, what? Monday, May 8th right. is the draft lottery. Oh, I was going to fucking Sorry. say, I was like, that doesn't make any sense. Like, draft lottery. Shout out to Chicago for winning it. 
Monday, June 26th is the awards. We should definitely do one after that. Yeah, that's a neat, that's a no brainer. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Um, then the draft is the 28th, it's two days later. Okay. All right. So, that's something. There's that. Yeah, we'll find stuff. Joe, do you have anything Thanks. else you want to say? Thanks for an awesome year. Thanks for hanging out with us. Thanks for putting up with us. Blah, blah, blah. Love you guys. Whatever. You're such I don't even asshole. care. <laughs> such a dick. <laughs> Thanks, guys, so much. Couldn't make the team win. Couldn't cheer a little bit harder. Thanks so much. Hey, quit making excuses, Joe. <laughs> Bergeron's heart exploded. Oh, sick excuse, dude. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you really cool. Hey, look, they were the better team. They won. Oh, Boston! <laughs> Little baby can't get over the fact he lost. But cry babies. I hope Jack is back next year, and I also think we have a couple of uh, not not that these two thoughts are related, but we should reach out to that guy who said that he would come on our podcast after the season ended. <laughs> hey, not related at all. Don't not related fans. Simply don't. Yeah, this is that's just a little Easter egg for anybody who made it an hour and fifty-two minutes in. <laughs> I want to like be like, if you've listened this far, like reply with this word so we know. <laughs> like DM us, like <laughs> DM us a picture in nuts, just so we know. <laughs> oh, I would hate that. Oh, I'd hate it so much. Oh, don't do that. I mean, be so mad. Where? Where? Oh, where? Uh, don't send us a picture of your balls from the back. That'd be. <laughs> uh. Maybe we're never gonna make it big. Like people will be like, "Hey guys, we love the pod. Can you stop talking about balls?" Like, I thought you said you love the pod. Like, which is it? You don't. You don't get both. Uh, oh boy! Can you imagine if somebody like wanted our podcast and then listened and were like, "Hey, you guys, talk you know too much about stuff that's not the Bruins." Can you imagine, Rob, you cut, if somebody said that to us and told us to? Yeah, that'd be a seven-minute episode. Tangents. Like, that would not be worth it. All right. Well, I don't want to end it, but I think we got to. Well, all right. Love you guys. We'll be back. We'll be back. We'll be back. We'll be back. We won't be two, three weeks. We'll be back. We will. I feel like we will have. We had a longer stretch without episode during the season than we will have in the off season. I think that too, because like I just want to keep it going now. Yeah, like every now and be like, hey, like, do you want to do an app? Just like, do you want to just like talk about something? Be like, yeah, fuck it. Or like if I come over to hang out, be like, hey, let's just do an app while we're here. Like just hang out. Yeah, and do stuff like just I don't know. We'll probably just do some chit chatting like this. Vlad Guerrero just hit a home run over the monster that might have actually landed over the border of New Hampshire. That one tended for New Hampshire. That wow. Okay. Do, do you feel uh pride or like kind of like a hipster-esque like I was there to see Vlad Guerrero Jr. get started? You watched him play in Manchester. Like, yeah. I told him you're going to be a superstar. And he said, yeah. <laughs> you have the best, like, w- quick interactions with guys. Like, what's the one with Bobby where he asked about the forum workout and he didn't respond to you? Like, was that one? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a good one. Uh, There's a couple of those. Yeah, you try to come up with like a so cool thing to say to these guys, and they're just like, "Fucking shut up!" I'm like, shut up, you little parasite. I felt like a <laughs> parasite as a beat writer. I'm like, let me just latch on to you and make a career out of it. Like, all right, we'll be back. Uh, Thank you for everything. Truly, uh, like we said, we we will we're looking at the rebranding thing, some merch stuff. 
um we did have a few a good amount of people respond about the stickers and we we're like cool we just, we're just curious like we're not gonna do it <laughs> like, just wanted to see if we you will. next year next year i think we're gonna be a lot more Would refined you... we're gonna have a, a better schedule and we'll yeah. have merch we'll have a little yeah we'll, we'll have things a little cleaner rebrand yeah. maybe a partner or two that'd be fun yeah but but until then thank you for everything but especially and joe i'm gonna say it the way you don't want me to Please do. Thank you for bearing with me. Hey, yo, fat girl, come here. Are you ticklish?